from KCRW, this is Nocturne. When you're up late at night and you're by yourself, you may be savoring that time and space where you feel like the only person on the planet. Maybe those are your moments to create or relax or just have your own thoughts. But if you're working the night shift or otherwise up when you don't wanna be, a voice in the night can feel like a lifeline, a reminder that you're not alone, that the world is in fact still spinning. A lot of people find comfort in podcasts in the middle of the night, listening to stories or conversations. They're comforted by the voices of other humans. Maybe that's you right now. There's TV and movies and pre-programmed radio, But there's really nothing else like late-night call-in shows on the radio. Other humans, in real time, just chatting. You're separated by space, but they're there with you, in your car, your workplace, anywhere the radio waves can reach you. And by the way, the radio waves can travel farther at night. In the U.S., late-night talk shows tend to lean toward the supernatural or conspiracy-minded, like Coast to Coast AM, started by the legendary Art Bell, which broadcasts on over 600 radio stations around the country. Shows like these, in my mind, accentuate the foreign quality that the night can take, the parts of the night that lean toward the strange or the scary. If you're feeling lonely or unsettled in the middle of the night, listening into these shows may not do much to change that. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the world's time zones. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. You're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, hi, Art. Hello. I've been doing some uh, dimensional traveling. Yourself, huh? I flew out of my body towards one of these gray aliens that were in in my garage, and I got smaller and smaller, atomically small, and I passed through the atoms of his bio suit. I've seen a shadow person, but it wasn't a dark shadow. It was a white shadow. And um, my eyes were closed and I could see him. The interesting thing, Art, when they would talk to me, they wouldn't move their lips. It was it was kind of telepathic. I am not quite a time traveler. I'm from a little bit different dimension. My original dimension I'm from, you are a senator of Arizona. More from Nocturne in a moment. Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com slash join. commercial radio stations started realizing that there was a market for late-night talk programming. In the words of one executive at WABC, they were learning they were, quote, not just a companion to old people and shut-ins, end quote. And they were discovering that the more outlandish and controversial the topics and conversations, 
the more listeners they got. More ears equal more advertisers. Some shows operate based on a totally different premise. Rather than shocking or titillating the night owls, insomniacs, and night shift workers, their goal is to bring comfort and normalcy to the hours that can feel like anything but comforting or normal. Uh, we got one question left, Jeff. Yep. What's the main ingredient difference between scrambled eggs and an omelette? So if you're making scrambled eggs or you're making an omelette, generally you've got eggs, but there's a difference between something else you put in one that you don't put in the other and vice versa. What are we talking about? Uh, well, I make scrambled eggs without yeah, you have your egg, your bacon and onion, and same with the omelette, but I don't put cheese in my scrambled eggs. You don't? Why not? Uh, just it doesn't work. Oh, come <laughs> on. I made it this morning, and I've got to say, Jeff, it was the best scrambled eggs I've ever had in my life because I added some cheese. Overnights with Rod Quinn on ABC Radio. My name is Rod Quinn. I host the Overnights program on ABC Radio in Australia. It's a national program that goes to every capital city and every little town in Australia. And good morning. Welcome to ABC Radio Overnights. You're with Rod Quinn. What a wonderful, wonderful program we have in store for you this morning. We'll start with a quiz and we'd love you to be part of it. Rod hosts Overnights Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 6 a.m. Another host covers the other four nights. According to its website page, listeners to the show can expect to hear conversations about food, travel, science, music, books, personal finance, sport, film, astronomy, fashion, gardening, relationships, collectibles, and much more. Listeners who call into overnights mostly stick to the basics, rarely veering off into alien abductions and time travel. I should point out we are a government station. We don't have commercials, we don't really have shock jocks at all, and so if people are really embracing conspiracy theories, they're probably listening to another station. Now, that's not to say that we don't have our share of people that have sometimes extremist views, but that's okay. I feel that it's a safe place that people can express their views, and if they can back them up with facts, that's great. But what I don't want to hear is people just expounding theories without backing it up with any evidence. Caroline in Campbelltown. Hello, Caroline. Uh, hello, Rod. All right. Okay. So let's assume you're making scrambled eggs. And at the last minute you think, no, 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 I'm going to make an omelette. Yes. What's the difference, the main ingredient difference? Well, say butter. Butter? I think I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. butter goes in both. And <laughs> it goes yeah, down very nicely. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, Caroline, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, what might it be? David in Mount Carla. Hello, David. The fact that this is a program on the ABC is also really important because the ABC has a role in Australians' lives that I don't think exists in any other country in the world, maybe the BBC in Britain, but the ABC is the most respected media organisation in the country and people really love and respect it. And to be on that is a great responsibility and you really need to make sure that you do the right thing for the people who love the ABC and uh, that we give them the chance to listen to something really interesting. Well, we always start with a quiz, and as I like to think, it's not about 
finding out who is the smartest person in Australia. That's not what it's about. It is a chance just to get our community, our family of listeners ringing up, telling me about their lives and uh, what's going on and, you know, sharing some funny stories. And then they answer a question as well. And we'll have a prize for someone who wins. In the second hour of the program, we'll usually talk to somebody overseas. We might um, have a special guest or we'd have uh, DVD reviews or something like that. It's kind of a a feature or a personality uh, half hour. And then Mm -hmm. after that, in the third hour of the program, which again goes for a whole hour, we would have a talking point. So recently we had a talking point on drones. Or we might just have a, a little bit of fun and talk about Various movies, for example, movies that feature car chases or things like that. <laughs> Just something, again, to get people in and uh, and talking. And I, I think it's important that people who listen at night have the opportunity to express their views or ask questions with experts as well, as much as anyone who listens to any radio program during the day. Rod's been hosting overnights for 12 years now. He started out in daytime slots in Canberra, but he wanted to move back to Sydney, where he'd grown up. And he knew that they were having trouble filling the overnight positions. It's a very difficult job to fill because it's so totally disruptive of your life. And I put my hand up and said, I'll do it. While I was sitting at home mid-morning talking to Rod, he was at the studio. At the moment, it's about uh, half past midnight. I'm located in Sydney at the headquarters of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. There's a clock directly in front of me, so I know all the time what time it is. There's a very large window through which I look to the production studio where my producer sits. In front of me, there are one, two, three, four, five screens. One that has, say, the internet on it. Another one has the... Uh, text messages when they're coming in. Then there's a screen in front of me that tells me who's ringing and where they're ringing from. In the Popeye cartoon and comic strip, when would Wimpy gladly pay you for a hamburger today? Well, Wimpy would gladly pay you for a hamburger anytime because he loved them. No. Oh, okay. No worries. Thanks for having me. As always, Michael, thank you. I broadcast out of a little studio which doesn't look out onto the night sky it just has a little window out into the building so we're really dark in here i like to have the lights really low as well we've got very large down lights and then some fluorescent lights but they are on a dimmer switch and i like to have them as low as possible this is a nighttime program i need to know that it's dark outside Otherwise, I just don't get the same feeling, you know, when I'm talking to somebody who might be in their bedroom with the lights off or outside in the dark. You know, I won't get that feeling unless I feel that the lights are turned down low here. Rod lowers the lights to get that nighttime feeling so that he can match the mood and energy of his listeners. Because nighttime is different. People are more relaxed, more candid at night, perhaps, than during the day. And they have less distractions. That might be it as well. That when Mm -hmm. I'm talking to them and they are talking to me, they're not going to be distracted by somebody else or children or the TV or something like that. Hi, Rod. What's happening, Kim? 
Oh, just, yeah, just can't sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's what we're here for, right? You know, we're here for people who can't sleep. We're here for people who work. We're here for people who choose to listen. You know, that's what we're here for. Well, I'm glad you're there. Thank you. Uh, Wimpy, when would he gladly pay you for a hamburger today? On Tuesday. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Kim, we have questions. We are talking one-on-one and there's nothing else. And I, I like that aspect and I think the dark somehow is conducive. Darkness is warmer as well, isn't it? You can talk about more things than you do during the daytime and you know who's listening because you interact with them so much. That's the great thing. I mean, I spent two hours of a four-hour program talking to people. So you know when you're talking to them that you can be a bit more candid or you can tell, you know, a a story against yourself or a funny story. Eggy said Davy Crockett had three ears, a left ear, a right ear and a wild front ear. (laughs) That's pretty funny, Eggy. Thanks. Um, g'day, Brad. He was I think the pace obviously is slower, but that's a good thing. I think in the daytime, you know, quite often people are driving, they're picking up their kids from school or dropping them off or running errands. They're quite often they're listening in the car, so I think the pace is obviously a bit faster during the daytime. It is naturally slower at night. We have a lot of people listening who are lying in bed. We have a lot of people listening who are driving trucks or working security, things like that. And they've got a lot of time to fill in or they have a lot of time to spend to enjoy, you know, a a lengthier look at an issue or a talk with a, a certain personality. Regular callers sometimes share personal stories that develop over time, knowing that both Rod and the other listeners are interested in how things unfold. We've had some really candid stories. Recently, when we were talking on the quiz, one of our callers rang from Melbourne and he had a kind of a moral dilemma or an ethical dilemma that his daughter had said she was going away for the weekend, but... He had seen her car parked in someone's driveway and he said, well, should I bring this up with her? And I said, no. So every time he rang over the next couple of years, you know, how things going? Yes, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, they're engaged now. And then finally, just very recently, he sent me a picture of him walking his daughter down the aisle, getting married to the man whose driveway she parked a car in. So that's a great example. I love that story because that's a story that unfolded over quite a few years and people were able to kind of follow this adventure. We have a lot of callers who, yeah, like to ring up every week. But one thing I have found, especially when they call for the quiz, is that they're not calling just to, you know, show off how much they know or answer a particular question, but they do want to say, you know, what they've seen at the movies or what music they have been listening to or whether they've been to a concert or maybe they've just come back from a holiday or something like that and they want to talk about it and they want to talk to somebody who is going to appreciate their story and I really appreciate the the stories that people tell me about their lives. You know, there have been some people I've been talking to on the air for 15 years. 
and I've never met them. Because Rod's show is broadcast on terrestrial radio, it reaches people who would otherwise be pretty isolated in the solitary hours of night. Some of the people that have rung over the years, they have been out kangaroo shooting, and you can hear the truck bumping along in the outback. It is really remarkable to know that they are there, thousands of miles away, in the dark, shooting kangaroos, but listening to your program. We have people on fishing boats. We have people paddling up a river. Australia is a big place. And because of the ABC and the reach that we have, that we can go over the entire country on 60 stations, I think it is, means that you are going to get the complete gamut from A to Z of what people are doing. Rod gets to know his listeners in a way that daytime radio hosts never could. And the listeners also get to know each other. Big Tony, who loves blowing the horn of his big truck, his big <laughs> Mack truck. And so he will be driving somewhere up the, up the Pacific Highway in New South Wales and we'll chat. Mark from Mildura, a city on the, uh, the Murray River, which is uh, the longest river in Australia. Mark is a music obsessive. He's a huge Bob Dylan fan, but he loves so many different types of music. He's got about 10,000 CDs, and we talk about music. There's Maureen from Bendigo, and Maureen loves to go to the movies, and Bendigo, again, is a, a little town in Victoria, a state of Australia, and we can talk about what she's been up to. There's Gaylene from Bothwell. Gaylene is... Just a remarkable woman with a voice that everybody loves because mm -hmm. it's so dry and Australian. And again, Bothwell is this tiny little town in Tasmania. But when somebody like Gaylene is talking to us, she knows that she's got listeners in mining cities in Queensland or in Darwin or in Western Australia or out in the middle of Australia as well. And... People love listening to her. There's Nairi, who rings from Newcastle in New South Wales, and she manages a restaurant, and quite often we'll talk to her as she's closing up or she's going home for the night. And I don't want to embarrass Nairi, but she really has the most beautiful voice. And when Nairi comes on the air, we get men from all over Australia texting in, saying, how can I meet Nairi? Hello, Nairi. Hello. What's happening in your new job? Uh, it's amazing. Oh, really? What's that? So different from my old job. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, job's the same, but... Yeah. I just like it here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm pleased to hear it. Were you saying you weren't happy before? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, that's lovely. Well, you know, there's an old saying, Nairi, make your obsession your profession and you'll never work a day in your life. And if you really do what you love doing then, you know, it's fantastic. You love turning up for work. Oh, you know, like listeners hear people, people who ring up as well. You know, they feel they know them, and I think they probably got every right to think that because they hear stories of their lives, same as I do. How often do you think people are calling in, in a hard place and maybe they're feeling lonely or isolated, particularly at night when, you know, there's even less sort of support around? I don't know whether they're the people who call but I do know that they are the ones who are listening because I get text messages from them. And I do like to read out on air some of the messages we get 
But of course, some people say, don't read this out, but this is just mm. for you. I just want you to know. I know from the text messages and letters we get that we perform, I think, a really valuable public service for, for people who are lonely or who maybe have, you know, um, have been widowed, are going through really tough times, that they know that they can switch on this program and there's hopefully a, a caring and responsive voice. Sam is our last caller. G'day, Sam. Morning, Rod. How are you? Feeling pretty good, good Sam. And yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't complain. Not bad. Well, if you yeah. want to complain, you complain yeah. to me, OK? Yeah, no. Nah, I'm always here with a friendly player. Went to see my grandson playing basketball finals today, and unfortunately they lost. Oh. Uh, Why did you have to tell me that? Uh, oh, someone had to win and someone had to lose. That's true. What a shame it was your grandson. Uh, Sam, uh, what problem does that... Our service is threefold, I think. One is to inform entertainingly and to entertain informingly. What I really want out of this program for our listeners is to not know that there's a divide between what goes on on the radio at night time and what goes on during the daytime. That... You know, we have celebrities on the program. We have topics that are just as interesting or just as important at night as they are during the daytime. And I want anyone listening to think that we are giving them 100% at all times of giving them information, entertaining them and keeping them company. That is the third thing. There's appointment radio and then there's companion radio. Appointment radio is when you know that something is on at a certain time and you want to tune in for that. Whether there's a football game or a regular program that you like to listen to. And we are companion radio. We are there. So that if somebody wants to ring and talk about something, we're here for that to happen. And if something interesting happens, they know that they'll hear it from us. Companion radio is for people who are awake in the middle of the night or who are on a long journey, or who have a job where they're sitting behind a desk for eight hours. We are there to keep them company because they know that they've got a friend on the other side of the microphone and it's somebody, you know, I, I can say this, that actually does care about what is happening in their lives. And I do because I hear so much about their lives. Mine always have milk, cheese and onions. What does? My, my omelette. You can't make an omelette with milk. Oh, yes, I can. Well, not making them right, though, are you, Donna? Oh, what I'm doing is making them the way I like them. And I'm all for that. But if you want to make an omelette omelette, you've got to have something else in it rather than milk. What is it, Donna? Not just cream, cheese and onion. That's not it, Donna. Okay, well, I've been making them wrong, but they always taste like. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It doesn't matter what you put in them as long as they uh, turn out the way you want it. Lara from Yamina Beach is... How much do you see your role as talker versus listener? I think it's different. Mm-hmm. If you are hosting, say, the quiz portion of the program, you've got to keep that going. You've got to keep the balls in the air <laughs> juggling. But one of the things that so many interviewers never learn is when to keep quiet. And it took me a while to learn it, but once you do that and you just ask them a question and you let them tell their story, 
get out of the way. Just keep quiet and let them tell the story. So in that regard, I'm a listener, and in some parts of the program, I'm a talker. But again, even when you're talking to somebody on the quiz or on our talking point, you got to learn again. Keep quiet and let them tell their story. Well, let's see what's happening in Bendigo. Hello, Maureen. Hello. Oh, I hello. believe I had a little snooze. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little moment. I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely. Oh, dear. I hope I wasn't snoring. No, there was just a... A heavy breathing. Not even a heavy breathe, just a breathing. This oh. is about the third or fourth time uh, we've enjoyed it. Oh, you put me to sleep. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the idea. We're more... People famously on a couple of occasions, not only on my program but on others as well, when we're going through a full board of calls, thanks very much, going to our next caller, you will hear them breathing, you will hear them snoring and they've gone to sleep. And that's okay. Oh, no, no, no. Some callers are embarrassed about it and are constantly reminded about it, but, you know, it doesn't worry me, of course. You know, it's late at night. It could be 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course someone's going to nod off to sleep. That's okay. I, I love it. Indeed. Oh, the only person not allowed to go to sleep on this program is me. Have you ever had a producer fall asleep? I have. That was during a long pre-record that probably went for an hour. And he just pulled up his hoodie, closed his eyes <laughs> and nodded off. But, you know, that's okay. I understand. This job, these hours are not for everybody and it takes a lot of getting used to. And I have had people who've worked for a year or sometimes four years on the program. The longest one producer ever worked was four years. And at the end, they just had to leave. They got a note from their doctor basically saying they cannot continue. Rod's gone through a lot of producers in the years he's hosted overnights. I'm just in transition from one producer to another at the moment. I, in fact, don't even know who's going to be producing the program mm. next week, which is not an ideal situation, but it's something that I've got to live with. I've had more than 40 producers over the 12 years I've been doing this. They tend to come and go, and they tend to go on to other things. It is sort of self-selecting in that it's going to be people mostly who are single or just there's one one other person it's not a job that really is conducive to having a family where you've got to be at home every night for dinner at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock or pick up the kids from school or drop them off or anything like that. It is not conducive to that kind of lifestyle at all. So in a way, it has meant that we've had a lot of younger people come through over the years. Hosting the night show isn't easy on Rod either. Well, I don't have any children, but it's very, very difficult. This is not a job for anyone who really likes sleep. Now, I love sleep, so it's horrendous, I've got to say. And I don't know what it's doing to me on a long-term health basis. It's not doing yeah. me any good at all. And I think from, a, from an occupational health and safety point of view, I really think organisations need to look at this and make sure that people don't work these hours for a long, long time, but, you know, um, 12 years has been tough. Trevor Chapel, who does Monday to Thursday on overnights, he's been doing it for 17 years. I don't know how he's done it. It's pretty difficult because Thursday during the day is 
just doesn't happen. You try and get as much sleep on Thursday so that you can go to work on Thursday night into Friday morning. But then on Monday and Tuesday when I have the day off, I try to live a, a normal life. It is difficult and there are many, many, many times I've been lying awake at two in the morning on mm-hmm. those days just totally unable to sleep. But, you know, a lot of people would see them as really terrible hours, but I think you can make them work for you. And I've got it easy. I just sit in a studio and I talk to really interesting people. Right. I don't know what it's like for people who, you know, drive trucks or work security or work in uh, bakeries and things like that when it is really hard work in some occasions and you really do have to stay awake. I really respect them. Look, I've asked you to make some scrambled eggs and at the last minute I say, no, 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 would you make me an omelette? What are you doing differently? Oh, it's, um, yeah. oh. Tomato? <laughs> Tomato, no, 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 no. Sorry about that. You'll get the answer in a moment, David. Norma, she must know. Hello, Norma. Hi there. Yes, you put water in with it. Thank you, Norma. <laughs> you and I do it. And, uh, I love this program. I think it's really important <laughs> to say that. I really enjoy this. It is a privilege and a pleasure to have the chance to talk to so many people, not only in Australia but around the world as well, who feel that they can call up and talk to me and talk to others who've hosted it. And I'd like to think that the people that call in the program that we talk to feel that like they're talking to a friend. It's not they're talking to somebody on the radio. If you're making omelette, you put in water and you whisk it up. And if you're making scrambled eggs... You put in milk or cream or something like that. And whatever else you want to put in with it, like that woman said, cheese or cream or onion or goodness knows what. What do you like to put in it, Norma? In an omelette? Yeah. Just plain eggs and a bit of salt and water. Three-egg omelette. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. How do you get, like, how long do you whisk it and how long do you cook it? Well, I don't do it anymore because oh. I'm in my 80s now and initially impaired. Oh. So I've got to get my uh, carers to do it. Right. And I've got four different carers and only one of them does it really to my oh, taste. what? You've been listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. The show is produced by me and was created by myself and Kent Sparling, who also composed the theme music. Nick White is our senior editor. Nocturne is distributed by KCRW and also receives support from KCRW's Independent Producer Project. You heard clips in this episode from Overnights with Rod Quinn and from Coast to Coast AM with the late Art Bell. You can find a link to Overnights at our website, nocturnepodcast.org, in the show notes for this episode. I had the lovely experience of being a guest on Overnights, talking with Rod and his listeners about all things nocturnal. I'll be releasing that interview as a bonus episode in two weeks, so be on the lookout. Until then, thanks for listening.